This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Road safety is one of the main issues in the municipal election campaign. A new survey finds that 80 candidates running for city council seats in Toronto have pledged to boost road safety efforts across the city if they're elected. But the Toronto Centre for Active Transportation also found that more than a dozen incumbent councillors from the city suburbs did not even bother to respond. So is this one of those issues that divides the centre and the suburbs. Jennifer Keysmat is the only Toronto mayoral candidate who has pledged to drop speeds to 30 kilometers an hour for all residential roads. Now that's something that's supported by groups like 880 Cities. And as you heard in Bob's news, Mayor Tory only says he doesn't believe in a one-size-fits-all solution. I want to hear from you. I know that we often hit on the issue of pedestrian safety, that it's a big problem for a lot of people. If there are some, you know, big arterial roads that are really hard to cross at with a a long time between lights, I'd like to hear your take. Also, if you're a driver, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Forty, And right now, I am here with Nancy, Lee, Nancy Smith-Lee, the director of the Toronto Centre for Active Transportation. And on the line, we have Giorgio Mammoliti, Councillor, Ward 7, York West. Welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, Nancy, let's start with you. What made you do this survey, and what is the conclusion that you draw from it? So uh, at the Toronto Centre for Active Transportation, TCAT, we've been doing this survey. Uh, this is the fourth time we've done this survey, the election survey. We started in 2006. Um, and it's just a really, um, we find that it's a really good way to, um, to let the candidates know what the issues are from the perspective of walking and cycling safety. So, um, so that's one of the reasons that we do it, is to just raise the profile of those issues and why, why they are so important. But it's also so that we can really speak directly to the public about so that they can get a sense too of of which candidates align best with their um, with their with their own priorities well pedestrian safety is a huge issue because we we have this a huge number of I, I can't call them accidents of of uh, pedestrian deaths, pedens- pedestrian injuries. We're two years into the Vision Zero program, and that number has not been reduced at all. George, Giorgio Mammoliti, what's your take on it? I don't think it's going to be reduced uh, as long as this agenda keeps uh, keeps popping up. We're using our roads uh, for everything except cars right now, and. And, uh, you know, I think that that makes it more dangerous. So these, uh, the agenda that, that I, I think those advocates have right now is to get rid of the car and, and, and to squeeze them out with bicycles. And, 
Uh, and I think that that's causing more of an issue than anything else. And and now, yes, there are accidents, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's because we have quick, very quickly decided to 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 turn our streets into something they weren't really designed for. So if they want to if they want to keep doing this, I would suggest we come up with a plan that doesn't alter the the streets the way they are now, or at least most of them. And uh, and I think that if we did that, it would be safer for everybody. I think these studies that are, 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 are cropping up are very clearly pointing to uh, just allowing more bicycles on the roads. And I think as long as we do that, you're going to see more people being killed. Um, is that why you didn't respond to this survey, Giorgio? Yeah, because I, these surveys are nothing but a political attempt to uh, to create an agenda that that doesn't really serve uh, most people in the city of Toronto. I think it just serves a a few. And uh, the cyclists in this city have have managed to get the ear of politicians over the last, uh, I'd say, 10 years or so. And uh, the politicians are just creating a nightmare with respect to our streets. And and it's not that I'm opposed to making uh, the streets safer. I'm not. I think we should. It's just that we're, we're really doing things in a hurry, and that's why I think people are getting killed. Uh, what's your response, Nancy? Well, lots lots to uh, respond to there. Um, certainly, I, I'll just respond to the last thing. Um, doing things in a hurry, we absolutely are not doing things in a hurry. We're not implementing Vision Zero. The road, the Vision Zero road safety plan was was um, uh, adopted in two years ago now, and we um, are are not implementing it fast enough. Um, we've seen if we compare to places like New York City, which um, has a very had a very high implementation rate of their Vision Zero plan, they've seen traffic deaths reduced by twenty eight percent and pedestrian deaths by forty five percent. That's the that's the kind of change that we're looking for here. This is not just about cycling, although cycling is is critically important to um, to our mandate, but it's about pedestrians too. And and if you put the two together, pedestrians and cyclists, it, you know, Giorgio is saying that this is this is not a, an issue that is um, that important to Torontonians. I can tell you, it absolutely is, and that the majority of people who are being killed are pedestrians and cyclists. We know that we know that for sure, and the majority of people being killed are also older people. Exactly, uh, Giorgio. What do your constituents tell you about this? The more cyclists you put on roads sharing with cars, uh, the more people are going to get killed. Let's be real about this. Uh, and nobody wants to talk about that. We've added more cyclists onto the roads. We've, we made them feel more comfortable in using the roads. However, we haven't altered those roads for, for anyone to be safe. We've done it in a hurry. And, and she said it herself just a, a second ago that we're not doing it fast enough, you see. So, so this, is, this has been the problem. We have to design future roads uh, around these issues. You can't use existing roads to do it. And that's been my argument all along. And, 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 and so I think that we're all on the same page. It's just a matter of where you're, where you're allowing this activity to happen. You can't have it in existing roads. It hasn't, they haven't been designed for this. Well, well, I would say that we are most definitely not all on the same page. And I'd like to put this out there to our listeners. And again, I want to hear from you about the problems that you encounter as a pedestrian or as a driver, and also what you think of this idea of a blanket 30 kilometer an hour speed limit on residential streets. The numbers to call 416 360 toll free 1-866-740-4740. 
40, and uh, I'm talking to Nancy Smith-Lee, who's the director of the Toronto Centre for Active Transportation, uh, who uh, believes in all of this, Giorgio Mamaliti, who doesn't, and I would like to bring in Mortaza Haider. Now, he says that while some people believe a 30-kilometer speed limit is too much of a reduction, others say it's not enough, and he is one of them. Welcome, Mortaza. Thank you. So what is your take on this? Um, my take is the following. You uh, look at it, it's an engineering and a traffic safety issue. It's not um, merely a political issue, and it has to be done through best engineering practices. The, the fundamentals of traffic collisions is the following, that collisions at slower speeds pose less threat to pedestrians and non-motorized uh, those who are not in the motor uh, are more likely to survive uh, for collisions at lower speeds. So it makes sense to lower speeds on primarily residential or pedestrian in, um, intensive streets. What does not work is a blanket imposition of such speed limits, primarily because uh, the roads are designed initially for a speed in mind. And if you were to naively reduce the speed limit, thinking that there will be compliance, that would be a mistake. So I'm not arguing against lowering speed limits. That's not my argument. My argument is that lowering speed limits on specifically residential streets is not going to be sufficient. We would need to do further engineering interventions, such as uh, curb extensions or road humps, to ensure that drivers get the physical cues from the roads to reduce their speeds. Just posting, erecting signs saying the speed limit is down from 50 to 30 is not a sufficient stimulus to advise drivers to actively reduce their speeds. But um, we, we have those things now. I mean, not on every street, obviously, but, but we have road humps. Uh, we have all that stuff. Uh, we don't have it um, on all streets where it should be. Um, the argument is that you look at the actually one every street individually and then decide, is it purely residential road? Is it a commercial arterial? Doing it for uh, boulevards like uh, University Avenue would be would be would be foolish, and I don't think anyone is advocating for for doing it for large avenues. What is uh, um, on the table is to look at predominantly residential streets where there's no other land use but residences on either side of the street, and then um, uh, reducing the speed limit with further interventions, as is the case with the with the curb extensions or whatnot. You have seen it at places. Um, some places and where it's been placed, I think it works. But where only the speed limit has been reduced and no other intervention was made, there the compliance is very little. And that is what our understanding is from engineering studies. So it's not an argument, and I repeat, it's not an argument against reducing speed limits. It's an argument that blanket speed limits don't work. We must do it intelligently, and wherever we reduce speed limits, we do it based on the side the land uses, and at the same time, we follow up with additional measures so that drivers get clues from the roads as to what the operating speed should be. Okay, let's take a call from Crystal in Toronto. Hi, Crystal. Hello. Go on. M- you want me to give you my question? Well, yes, and you're in Giorgio Mamaliti's ward. I am. Please and go I ahead. And Finch. My question is, why not take the underutilized sidewalks and let people ride their bikes on them 
where there's not a lot of uh, pedestrians walking on them, and, and there is a lot of sidewalk area, a long stretch at Weston and Finch. Because I, I think... Sorry. Because <laughs> um, right now it's uh, illegal to ride a bicycle on the sidewalk. A lot of people nope. do it, and it's, uh, it, it's pretty dangerous. Yes, but when people... When you see a sidewalk and it's wide and there's not a lot of people walking on it, and it's mostly, you know, in, as a, a cyclist, you're, you're aware, spatially aware, and you just go slow. Well, I, 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 would, I would tend to agree with, uh, with the concept of, of looking at alternatives and not the roads. And it's more dangerous to have cyclists on the roads than it is off the road. So, so let's, let's, let's keep that in mind, right? We could easily increase the size of the sidewalk, perhaps, in most areas in our community to accommodate this thought. And we would need the, the, the change of legislation from the provincial government to allow these things to happen. But, but these, are, these are the things that I'd like to explore as opposed to utilizing roads for cars that are just going to hit people and kill them. You, 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 instead of recognizing that, what we're saying to the drivers, and the drivers aren't going anywhere now, we're saying to them, move over. Uh, it's time for you to move over, slow down, uh, and, uh, and, and, and we're creating congestion by doing it as well. And more people are getting killed because you can't compete uh, with, uh, with, a, with a car if, if, if you get into an accident with a car. You're going to oh, die. Okay. Um, we are starting to run out of time on this. What do you want people to know as we're heading to the election on Monday and this very important issue, Nancy? Well, I think that I, we really hope that people will uh, check out our website and look, at, look for themselves at what the councillors are saying. We're hearing from one councillor. Um, and the, the website is www.tcat.ca. If I could just really quickly respond, though, about this issue of, um, of speed and, and that, and I mean, I think that we need to slow cars down in order to make it safer. And that's, it's not, and I absolutely agree with the professor from Ryerson. This is not, this should not be a political issue. We, we need to be getting that speed down so that, so that people are not being killed as a result of just trying to get from A to B. And that's just a basic, it should be a basic fundamental human right that we do we are not that we are not having public roads where people are getting killed so i think that's that's really um i really take issue with this idea that that that's the way that our roads are now are the way that they should be that's just not it's it's fundamentally wrong okay and uh georgia we have heard from you you just uh don't like this whole design thing and we're Sorry, he didn't, that. he didn't say that. He's he in fact said it's it, it doesn't make sense to reduce unless there's a, a real strategic way of doing it and getting the engineers involved in doing it properly. Instead, we're hearing that that under every circumstance we should be we should be reducing the speed limits. That's not what he said, and and she's agreeing with something that he didn't say. If I could and, actually okay, just, okay. we have to wrap things up, Mortaza. Why don't you uh, clear it up? What's the solution here? I, I think um, uh, the uh, answer is to look at the specifics of each location. Roads are unique. Uh, you, we cannot just impose blanket regulations, either in increasing or reducing speeds. We come up with a basic principle that roads should be safer for all road users. All motorists are pedestrians. We, ha- we cannot forget that. All motorists start their day with being pedestrians. You cannot ignore that fact. So improving pedestrian safety improves motorist safety for the time 
they spend walking to and from their vehicles. What I'm saying is the following, that these are engineering decisions to be made. These are not political decisions to be made. And we should involve the engineers, safety engineers, traffic engineers, to devise the mechanisms to improve road safety for all road users. Uh, road users cannot be just road uh, drivers. They cannot just be cyclists. They have to be. And we have an economy that relies on our roads. So I'm not saying that slow down the entire society. All I'm saying is that it should be done in a way that it meets the local conditions, especially residential land uses. And when we are doing it, we shouldn't just be feeling happy that we have posted a new speed limit and there will be compliance. We have to follow up with it. But doing it at places where it's not required would be equally um, equal, be equally problematic, um, and, and we should be careful with it. So we have to be location-specific interventions rather than blanket interventions. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.